Welcome to Red Zone DFS Wild Card Weekend. Let's fucking go. We got 12 Super games. Wild Card Weekend. Super duper Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three days in a row of playoff oh, football. I mean, I say I'm ready, but are we really ready for this? I mean, this is a lot to take in, guys. Well, I'm, I think me and Vinny are, are a little extra ready as our teams are actually in it. Joe, sorry, yet, yet another year as the Raiders fan. Some guy, some guy made, tried to make a joke lines. to me today. Some guy tried to make a joke to me today saying, <laughs> he's like, well, isn't your team not even in it? And I was like, look, when the draft is over, that's when our season's over. So I've been way past this for a long time. So you're not, <laughs> you don't hurt me. Yeah, you but, don't hurt me. but good things come with a good little human sacrificial lamb. Your boy Derek Carr is gone. Finally, be happier. I, I know, I know you're stoked. Be happier. We'll see what happens. Then I heard some, but... then I heard some Raider fan today say that he wants Lamar Jackson, and then I was like, oh no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> let's not, let's not do that. Let's not. Yeah, do I was that. like, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. We'll talk about players who are actually playing this weekend. Lamar apparently has a PCL. Lamar, strain. Lamar's mailed that bad boy. Has in. a PCL strain from uh, from the edge of the universe that I, you know. I thought it was an A plus tweet earlier in the week. Apparently not, based on the activity it got. But I, I, I plopped down the uh, Ocean's Thirteen when he slaps his feet on the table and he's like, "Pay me my money." Like that is Lamar. <laughs> he is not going back in until you pay me until my money. Pay him. Yep, it's a good call. Uh, maybe he'll join Vince McMahon and The Rock and the XFL. Mm, we'll see. Possible. Nothing's off the table. All right, so let's get to it, guys. Since it's wild card and we got 12 games to work with here, or 12 teams to work with, sorry, six games. 12 games would be insane. Um, we're gonna go position by position like we usually do, but we're gonna flip the script a little bit because we're gonna talk defense first, and we feel like it's gonna set the tone for the show, and we're gonna be able to get some game script talk going nice and early here, and then uh of course, at the end, we'll have our hot takes and really extreme things that are going to happen this weekend. So let's start defenses. Vinny, who is the one defense you want to play this weekend? I think price considered, the defense I'm going to try to have the most exposure to is probably the Bills. Yes. Uh, Skylar Thompson is just not even – he he's going to be out of the NFL either next year or the year after. He's really, really bad. Um I, I, there's not much more to say. Like he's he's absolutely horrific. I know that you have Tyreek and Waddle. I don't think Skylar Thompson can even get the ball to him. So no, no, no Raheem Mostert. So the the explosive okay. speed from trying to run the ball of the best rush defense that is kind of gone. You're just left with Jeff Wilson. Um, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, everyone's going to try to gravitate toward the Niners, but the problem is is that the Niners could obviously be a great play. It is raining quite a bit. That will neutralize the Niners' defensive line and their pass rush. Now, they could turn up the blitzing a little bit, but they typically don't do that a whole bunch. Usually, D'Amico will pick his spots and, and bring you know anywhere from 6 to 11 blitzes a game uh, when there's about you know 55 to 65 offensive plays. And... If the field is real wet, like Bosa and those guys are just not going to get as good enough of a get off, and the the pass rush is just not going to be there. I also don't think that Pete Carroll is going to try and throw the ball a whole bunch. So I think the game could go pretty quick. Um, I think that's I, the way Seattle wants it, right? Yeah, like. I, I think that you know Skylar Thompson 
is bad, right? You, I, I don't think there's any disagreement there, but I don't think Mike McDaniels is just going to be resigned to try and run the ball. I think he's going to just keep chucking it uh, because they're going to be down. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, you I, know. I'm with you. I, Skyler, I think that- Skyler Thompson, he looks like he's, he's uh, promoting a club in Miami and his name, the way he looks, it's like he should be promoting clubs in Miami and not playing in the NFL. So, yeah, no, it's not a bad play at all, guys. I, I think that's an easy one. Um, I was kind of taking a look at ownership earlier in the day today of what defenses are kind of where people are gravitating towards it. Seems like about 20% of the field is leaning towards you guys. Um, how's Run the Sims looking for that, Jim? Uh, they are not – they don't have ownership on the full mm. five-game slate. Um Unfortunately, that's just not the way they do it on these like short chop down slates because it's hard to consolidate. Um, yeah, the nine like, run up is around probably twenty percent for me. Yeah, I mean, I I think that that's fair. Um, and I think the Bills should probably be somewhere between the fifteen to twenty percent range. Yeah. Um, so to what, throw what the wild card out there, the yeah. my defense that I'm actually really gravitating towards because it is so contrarian is the Dallas Cowboys going against the Buccaneers. It's almost like everyone forgot that the Bucs can't score more than 14 points a game. Um, Tom Brady, they they, they put up a ton of yards, right? They get a ton of yards, but they can't score points. And all of a sudden, like, oh, Tom's going to turn it on in the playoffs. I I don't think so. I think the Bucs are who the Bucs are. Uh, Don't overthink this. I think Micah Parsons might actually end Tom Brady's career on Monday night. We're looking at Monday night prime time, the, the the cap, the nightcap of the wild card slate. I think the pick is the Cowboys. I saw them at like three percent ownership on the full slate earlier today. Micah Parsons got kind of screwed on all the all pro voting and everything. That's the kind of guy that gets really irritated and pissed off at those kind of things. And I can see him going full Lawrence Taylor, Joe Theismann in this situation, and him just absolutely wrecking this game. So. I like the Bills pick. I feel like the Bills is the safe pick, but I feel like the Cowboys is the one that has the highest ceiling. Yeah. The only problem I have with it is like the Bills are just $100 cheaper. So I'm just going to play the the better spot. Like if you're going down a little bit, like, I don't know. I think the Giants are kind of sneaky here. I, I've got a weird one. The Giants are. Not- I, I just, I'm playing it more from like everyone's going to gravitate towards that game. And we are facing Kirk Cousins in a primetime playoff game. Like, Yeah, but, I mean, the Giants have a bottom 10 pass defense. I get it. it it's not it's not safe at all. But I don't know. I, I just – I think there's that spot, and there's one other one that I have some interest in. But go ahead, Jim. Uh, I mean, if we're going all the way down, I mean, I'm going to play the Ravens. Yeah, that's what I have to. I mean, at 2,500, like – Look, I get that. I get how good Burrow is and all that stuff. Like that, that's fine and everything. But they have a good defense. Burrow's not, you know, immune to throwing interceptions. He yeah. does take a fair amount of sacks. And at twenty five hundred dollars, like I don't think that they're going to get you a negative. As to where like the Cowboys have gone negative this year, and it's absolutely within the opportunities for them to put up a, a negative point. Yeah. Um, same thing with the Giants. I mean, I think it's more likely than not that the Giants get four to negative two points as a defense. And, like, you just can't have that. And I'm not yeah. going to pay mm-hmm. $5,500 more 
yeah. for a team that has that poor of a defense. Yeah, and that makes sense. I I have the Ravens on here too. They, I mean, they have a solid D. They're not, you know, that's they're another team like Seattle. Like their whole plan is going to try to slow that freaking game down and keep the ball out of Burrow's hands. Right. Which honestly, though, but that's not usually the best recipe for big DFS points. I get it. Right? But that's that the, weird, slow, grinding game where no turnovers happen, but not a lot of points happen, and you end up I get with it. a five-point defense, right? But I think you're looking at it as, for me at least, and Jim sounds like you are too, like if you have to go down, you know, below 3K, right. like Ravens are probably in the in play, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't I don't think it, that's going to be that slow slogging of a game, though, Joe. Hmm. Like, because I I don't have I don't have any interest in the Dolphins or the Seahawks or yeah there's just not a lot of options this exactly week. No, it's, it's, and that's why it's... for me it's go up if I have a recommendation I want to go up to the Cowboys the Bills possibly the Niners right like I'm just gonna go up on defense this week we have plenty of guys here that we're gonna talk about that are low priced enough to fit into some of the studs anyways with these yeah. high priced defenses. Like I said, I, Cowboys are my favorite for a lot of reasons. Um, I think people have just forgotten that sad Tom Brady is still sad Tom Brady right now. They do not belong in the playoffs. They're in the worst division in football. Uh, they can't score points. Um, they're kind of sad to watch. And the Cowboys, as weird as they are, they can be electric on defense at times and make Tom, make Tom Brady look like a fool. So, yeah, I think I like it. Up three, that's all I got, really. All right, guys, uh, let's move on to tight ends. Jim, you want to start um, off here? Yeah, yeah. Top guys, do you uh, want do you want ownership play first? Since yeah, I let, let me hear. It. It. Since I don't have it, let me. So we've got me, Andrews at tw- Andrews at twenty one, Hawkinson at sixteen, e- Ingram at fifteen, Hurst at twelve, Schultz at eleven, Knox, Bellinger, and then Kittle coming in at eight percent. I don't know why on. Hell's green earth. Why Kittle is is under ten percent? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, if he's going to be eight percent owned, I might play George Kittle in every single lineup. Now, I think yeah. that overall, T.J. Hawkinson might have a better day, um, but I might have no Mark Andrews. I do I'm not ready. have any sort of confidence in the Ravens' passing game, no. um, and not only that. This is a common opponent, right? You can go back and look and, you know, without Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews just isn't great. And it's not like the Bengals aren't going to know who the hell Mark Andrews is. They know his tendencies and they're going to kind of pull Belichick in my opinion and say, Hey, look, we're going to take away Mark Andrews. And if you want to beat us with JK Dobbins and Demarcus Robinson and James Prochet, then like, Okay, then then we're just going to lose, right? So uh, Mark Andrews is going to be a fade for me. It was already going to be a fade, but now when you yeah. tell me that ownership on yeah. a six-game slate, or even if you're just playing the 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 uh, the two-game on uh, on Mon- on Sunday and Monday, or you're playing the like Sunday through Monday, yeah. like he's he's an easy full fade on showdown. Just full fade him if he's going to be that highly owned. If people think that he's going to do that, because there's better spots to go, no doubt. Look, I've been saying this for years that Mark Andrews is not that great of a tight end. And in anything, he's a benefactor of having Lamar Jackson. Because if you notice, whenever Mark Andrews catches the ball, there is not anyone within five yards of him. And it's because linebackers are biting 
on yes. Lamar running the ball. One and when 100%. Lamar is not in, Andrews actually has to get himself open and make contested catches, which he is not capable of doing. So I am full fading Andrews with no Lamar. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm right, right there with, with you. you. Yeah. I, I mean, I think ownership's pretty, I mean, it's pretty eye opening. Like I do like Evan Ingram, obviously, but I mean, in my opinion, like I think Gerald Everett at 5% ownership is like just as strong of a play, especially with Mike Williams now out. Like that's another guy I'm going to have some interest in this weekend. Yeah. You know, he's going to be a focal point of that offense. I know he doesn't have the same upside, obviously, as these other guys, but again, He's also thirty nine hundred, right? So we're talking yeah. about the bargain bin. Price like, is right there. Yeah, I, I, I think it, I think it's totally valid to be playing him. Um, I, I I'd rather go down this week. There's two tight ends at the literally not the bare men, but the bare men for starters. And Daniel Bellinger for the Giants, it's three K. You know, he gets four to five catches a game. Doesn't always do a lot with it, right? Gets five to ten fantasy points for us in DFS. But he's going against a Vikings defense that plays that. Ben don't break style. Yeah. They'll give up yards and yards and yards and they don't care. And as long as they shut it down in the red zone, I can see Bellinger getting himself five plus catches here and getting us like 60, 70 yards, getting us a 12, 13 point game. Yeah. For 3K, that's all we need. And that's how we're going to get up to our boys like Jefferson and Chase. So Bellinger is my 100% number one tight end this week when it comes to price, ownership, everything. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my guy, if we're going down there, is going to be Kate Otten. Um, he's now built a rapport with Brady. We all know Brady likes throwing to his tight ends. Um, and what do the Cowboys do very poorly? Cover the middle of the field. Their linebackers are some uh, – you know, we're not talking about Micah Parsons here, folks. Micah Parsons plays you know a rush end for all intents and purposes. The guys in the middle, Vander Esch, some of the other guys they have playing there, they're just so stiff and they There's cannot some, cover people over the they field. They all have neck, they all have neck rolls on. I mean, cover. look, <laughs> I, you know, if any I've worn a neck roll before. Um, I wore it for about four games and took this thing off and couldn't believe, you know, how how much I could see and how much I could move my head. It was like an aha moment in high school football for me, like, oh, okay, like I can actually see something now. Now, look, these guys are playing at the professional level, but the the point still stands is that this guy is $2,800, and he's an integral part of that offense. He's getting targets. He's now, at the end of the season, just basically on the field the entire game. Yeah. Um, Cameron Braid is is an afterthought. At 2,800, I mean, he doesn't about, kill you. How about you Kyle can, Rudolph catching a touchdown last week or the week before? Yeah, I mean, that that's that like – I forgot he was even on the team. Right. That was just like one of those things that happens. But I mean, I really like Otten's production lately, and especially in a game where I think that they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit. He's getting the targets. It, they haven't converted over into points quite yet. It's just, it's coming because he's got those 17, 14 point games. That's what you need. But yeah. if he does do what he's done the last couple of weeks and get you a three or a four, point at $2,800, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world, even if you have to play him in your flex to access some more premium players. Sure. I like yeah, it. Vinny, is there anyone here in the down low side that you're interested in? Dead uh, men? Dead, dead men? men? I mean, we once were the official podcast of Irv Smith Jr. 
I don't know how much he's going to play. It's an absolute dart throw if you want to take a shot. Look, if, 3% if the, ownership. If the Vikings were smart, okay, and I, I don't, you know, I'm not an NFL head coach. I'm dickhead on the on the on the couch here drinking my crown yeah, and so coke. NFL head coach, dickhead on the couch with a crown of coke up here. But <laughs> logic would think that the Giants are going to make taking Justin Jefferson out of the game a priority, similar to they're gonna try and do what the Packers did. Okay. Wouldn't you play a ton of two tight end sets and run these guys down the middle and do basically whatever you want? If you're going to pull a safety over to cover Jefferson over the top and bracket coverage him the whole game and take him out, you've got two athletic tight ends. Why not play him a bunch? So I don't, I mean, I, it's one of those things where like, look, if you're playing a GPP, it's, it's the argument can be made there, especially because he's only 2,500. Well, right? and Jimmy, you make a good point, man. And Kevin O'Connell for the Vikings, he's proven himself very capable of having a prolific offense, he's right? This is Kirk Cousins we're talking about. They're putting up 35 plus points a game. Yes. He knows what he's doing. Yes. So I, it's, I think it's a great call. I wouldn't, I'm not going to throw urban every lineup and just crush my whole, you know, weekend if that's the case, but no, but like look, one like, or two GPPs, you got to have it in there. I think so. And like, uh, if you're at like Bellinger or Hurst and you're like, man, I need another five, $600 to go play, you know, Christian McCaffrey or whoever it might be. That's your time where you go, okay, well, you know, 2,500 is the lowest possible price point out of any position player that I can access mm-hmm. wide receivers bottom out at 3000 running backs, bottom out, you know, higher than that quarterbacks bottom out you know you're not playing any quarterbacks below five thousand dollars this week so you know it's it's there for you if you need it um the projections i'm looking at are trying to uh you know just like trying to make fetch happen they're trying to make colby parkinson happen no not against fred warner not not, i'm sorry i'd rather get like roster construction than i would playing some of those guys in in my opinion i have no problem i don't think the country I don't think the country knows how good Fred Warner is. I don't think like, so either, he probably. he. Is, I seriously think this that him and Nick Bosa might be one of the the two best front seven tandems like in NFL history. Like well, just, just it's, it's insane. How the good way those to two are. the way to attack the Niners is not through the middle of the field. No. It is on the outside. Yep. So yep. we'll get to the guy next who I think is pretty sneaky. But I mean, all of this is a caveat with the Niner game, right? Like with the weather. I mean, we're supposed to see a massive storm roll through tomorrow, but we'll touch on that next on the one that, I have, that I have some serious interest in. So I do like I, Hurst, I do like Hurst, by the way, just from the simple fact that John Harbaugh is not an idiot and he should be doing everything he can to shut down Chase and Higgins. I think Hurst just gets a lot of weird catches, short catches, and he turns one into anything, right? Where we're earning the money. So yeah. That's my only take on that. I like that. That's all I got to say about that. It's all about um, I say about that. Cool. Receivers? Why? Wide receivers. receivers. All right. Let me give you the uh top ownership guys we got here. So just give, uh, us like, star- give us like the top five. Yeah. Starting at 25%. Zay Jones is going to be the highest on it's projecting. Followed Damn. by Jefferson, Diggs, <laughs> Jefferson, Diggs, Richie James, Jamar Chase, uh, and then Christian Kirk and Keenan Allen. So it sounds like, like people are trying to bargain yeah. thin at the receiver position this week, so we need to pay up. Um, Maybe. 
I guess we'll see. I mean, Zay Jones is cheap, man. What is he like, thirty nine hundred? The, the the biggest question mark I have, I mean, probably on the whole slate is Jefferson and what to do there because he's someone on a six gamer, or if playing. you're just playing the Sunday slate, that could absolutely nuke your lineups if you don't have him. And he it's does the cheapest he's ever been. He he went for thirty four versus the Giants last time they played. Uh, exactly. If he goes for thirty five to forty points, you're in serious trouble if you faded him. He's he only eighty four hundred. Now he was my, in ninety five hundred last week. Now, now my my counter to it is though you're getting Stefan Diggs for a thousand less, almost eight hundred. Yeah, and but Keenan you can Allen, play. You, you can play both of them. Yeah, no, I, I have a lineup I made with both of them. Yeah, you can play Diggs and Jefferson together, like, and you don't have, and you can play Kirk as a quarterback. Yeah, and I mean. Well, I think that's going to be from what it looks like ownership wise, what the chalk bill is going to be, right? This is um, these this is the cheapest these top end receivers have been since yeah. week eight. Which is why Zay Jones and Richie James are popping up over 20% because that's exactly what people are going to do. They're going to go that's Jefferson sweet. and Diggs, and they're going to go Zay Jones and Richie James. Like that's just an easy fade. Like I know that Richie James gets volume, especially when they're down, but so does Isaiah Hodgins. Like I like Hodgins way more. Hodges like is coming play- at around fifteen percent. Uh, yeah, but on a on a six game slate, that's nothing. Yeah, right. Um, we have to we have to shift our mindset as to where before fifteen percent might start to get up there and be like, Eesh. like right. I don't know if we can do fifteen percent, but fifteen percent on a six game slate. I mean, and then if you're playing a shorter slate, even like man, yeah. Um, who do you guys who do you guys think is going to nuke the slate here? I well, I yeah, I personally think that it's either going to be Mike Evans or Stefan Diggs. So funny you should mention that because I was just going to mention his name. Mike Evans is coming in at 5% ownership. Like what? So are you kidding me? Um, but that's my thing, right? Like I hate – I love when I see this. When like you see a Cowboys defense get no ownership and then Bucks players not getting any ownership. So, play, so DFS players are scared – to play guys against the Cowboys, but they also won't play the Cowboys defense. Like so, everyone's like scared I mean, of what's going to happen in this did game. Did anyone? I guess nobody watched has been watching the Cowboys defense the last couple of weeks because they've been, while they have been actually getting a lot of sacks, dude, they've been giving up points to the guys. Guys named like Sam Howell. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, so, I, it's just very obvious what a lot of people are going to do. A lot of the fish, right? They are going to go again. They're going to go double barrel up top at receiver. They're going to squeeze in one of McCaffrey or Eckler, and then they're going to build around that. So, but that's why this Giants Vikings game is so like. If this thing doesn't pop and it doesn't hit, <laughs> I mean, what 50 percent of the field is going to. I mean, dead. you're going to. There's be totally one player, good. but there's one player I want to bring up that. Is not getting any attention at all. It's Keenan Allen. And listen to his last five weeks. 12 catches, 8 catches, 11, 5, 8. He's gone over 100 twice, and he's only scored three touchdowns in that time span. But in the last five weeks, Keenan Allen is getting 10, 12-plus targets every game. And now you got Mike Williams out for sure. I can see Keenan Allen doing his regular thing. 12-plus catches, possibly even like 15, right? Just completely riding him this entire game. And Keenan Allen can easily nuke this slate. So that's what I'm saying, though, about, like, as much as I love Jefferson, like, if you even drop down a, a one slot below and go, like, because it's very easy to go, like, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, and, like, Debo, 
as your three receivers. And that right there is going to be way different and has just as much firepower. You know what I mean? Like I know yeah. Jefferson's incredible, but well, I mean, we're, we'll get down to it, but you just mentioned him. I get that he hasn't played a whole lot, but I have no idea why Debo is $5,700. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't like, make a ton no, of sense. No, that makes no sense. Debo can nuke and any so what's, slate. So what's Debo's ownership looking like, Vinny? Uh, popping 12 13%. That's, I mean, um, it's just crazy to me. On a six-game slate. I think you really got to just, you know, take a narrative and you got to roll with it, right, in the yeah. playoffs. Um, so like I, what you guys were saying earlier, so there's a player here that fits what you guys were talking about earlier is where do you attack the 49ers, and that's on the outside. Tyler Lockett yes, is a Niner killer. Guy. He is a Niner killer. And outside receiver, deep balls, right, weird plays. Tyler Lockett can easily get two touchdowns this week, and he's only 6K. He has just as much upside as those guys up in the 7K AK range. And call me well, crazy, Jim, but two, three, four weeks ago when the Niners beat him, I don't think Tyler Lockett played. No, he didn't. Because remember when everybody was like, oh, Marquise Goodwin, who did absolutely No, no, nothing. no. Week 15, he did play. He had seven catches for 68 yards. Okay, he uh, did No play. touchdowns. Okay. Okay. But he but is a guy. He scored 14 points. But, yeah, I mean, even even that, that's 2X. And that's Lockett's fine. popping at like 10%. And in game one against the Niners this year, he had nine catches for 107. I mean, I guess I'm just seeing something different than apparently everybody else. But, like, I, I can't – like, I'm going to have the, a couple of lineups that are full game stacks of the Minnesota game. And, like, yeah, I want to play a lot of bills and stuff like that. But, like, I think especially on these multi-day slates, I think a lot of people are afraid to play a lot of the first game when even though the weather is – I mean, I, I'm looking at the weather right now. It's not going to be that bad. It's light, light rain starting at about – one o'clock guys you're gonna get a little california. heavier towards five it's o'clock. a california storm and well it's not only we'll not that, see you know, anything worse than like tuesday earlier this week which was hailing by the way but well, it's not it's not only that <laughs> it's where it's where specifically the stadium position is positioned in the bay area i mean where where i grew up 45 minutes away in the mountains they're gonna get seven to eight inches of rain in santa clara this whole weekend they may get one and a half I mean, it, the yep. mountains just completely suck the water out. So when everyone sees like, oh, my God, rainstorm, rainstorm, like, yeah, like it's just not going to be that bad. And yep. they're gonna, there's going to be points scored in this game. The Niners have scored 35 plus in the last four games straight. Yeah. So, like, they're not gonna, that's not going to stop now. No, I'm not right? worried about the weather with them. The biggest challenge for them is who gets it. You know, obviously well, that's the main guy, but yeah, there's so many guys there. It's how do you go about that? But I feel like the Niners oh, we'll, we'll do get the lead here. And like Tyler Lockett again, because he always does this against the Niners is get that 10 catch hundred yard game. And hopefully, I mean, DFS wise, sorry guys, but he hopefully gets that touchdown. But it always happens. I've seen it. Yeah. It Tyler least, Lockett does it over and yeah. over again to the so, small, the small, yeah. quick guys is a problem for the Niners. Yep. So yeah, I like Lockett quite a bit. Um, one guy that I think is pretty, I mean, he's just like way underpriced. Um, I know we don't like this game, but I'm going to have a ton of Tyler Boyd at 4,000 coming in at 5% ownership. He's only 4k. He's 4k. He's just way <laughs> That's too insane, good. Dude. He's been in the 5k's pretty much all year. Like, yeah, I'll play that, no doubt. Um, 
Gabe Davis, 4,800. Gabe Davis, by the way, is the king of getting the three-touchdown game. When everyone plays Stephon Diggs, just saying that, Gabe Davis could absolutely nuke this slate. Yeah. Um, As soon as everyone stops thinking about Gabe Davis, he gives you a a hat trick. Yeah, that's pretty much like the main glaring, like – um, so you know, if, if we go, but... if we go down a little bit, um, obviously we kind of talked about Debo. We just talked about Gabe Davis. Uh, I have a lot of interest in Tyler Boyd at four thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. Yeah. It's just um, complete four K, dude. That's like, like you saw it against the Bills. Like the Bills early were taking away Jefferson, and they're kind of letting him. I mean, he had a touchdown in that shortened game. Mm-hmm. Right, like before, before Demar got waxed on that hit, you know he was he already had a touchdown, right? So like he's gonna be a part of the game plan. Um, yeah. Baltimore, you know they have they do have very smart coaches. I don't know if they can execute that game plan, <laughs> but they're gonna try and take them away. And at least early, I mean, especially at four thousand dollars, like he doesn't have to do a whole bunch to get you there, right? Yeah, like five catches for forty-five yards and a touchdown, and and that's all I need at four thousand dollars. Yeah, the other guy down there that I have a ton of interest in is KJ Osborne because again, yeah, KJ Osborne. So everyone, everyone loves that game. Uh, We know the Giants are going to do their damn best to take away Jefferson. KJ Osborne is coming in at five percent ownership as well, and Steelers, Steelers just lost their stuff. Yeah, well, his last five games. He had one 4.7, but his last four, four of those five, he's gone for 19.7, 18.9, 34.7, and 14.8. So for 4,500, like this dude's wide receiver two on that team. Like, oh, yeah, no, Thielen's not you know, number two anymore. Like, that was so, established about midway through the season. I think it's a great play, Vinny. Um, but yeah, I, but yeah I just, is there anyone like dead men that you guys are looking at down here? Or is this like, no, men. we're not going down there? I'm going to take some shots on Carter now that Mike Williams is out, but not much. Like, yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. 3, I got a little hundred or whatever. Got a little bit of interest in Noah Brown. I mean, he's still just playing a lot. Um, I mean, it's just this is a situation that we were just talking about before. You're most likely trying to get down to one of these guys. So you could go play a McCaffrey. I would rather just play like Kate Otten. Mm-hmm. For twenty eight hundred in my flex, yeah. or just play him at tight end, and then you know you can do kind of whatever else there. So that's, I mean, that's what you know. Uh, I, I, there's nobody down there this week that's kind of a standout. Isaiah McKenzie um, is questionable. Yeah. So if he's ruled out, I think Shakir becomes an interesting, or maybe Beasley. I mean, it's going to be tough now that Beasley's back on that team. It's going to be very difficult to figure out which one of those two is going to be the person. But um, if if McKenzie is out, then then the, the, one of those guys could be attractive. The problem is, is I just don't think that they're going to need him, right? Like it's not going to be yeah. a shootout game where like now maybe they're just kicking ass and you could play the narrative of those guys are going to just be in a little bit more and they're going to you know rest Diggs and and Davis a little bit in the second half. But, I mean, outside of that, I don't really think there's a lot I'm interested in. Perfect. Let's move on to running backs. Let's do it. I don't think that we really need to uh, 
to uh, to beat the dead horse on McCaffrey and Eckler. I think both people real everyone realizes that they're absolutely phenomenal plays, and we can kind of go on from there. I'm curious, Vinny, what are you seeing on ownership on Saquon Barkley? All right, ownership. So yeah. top five or six guys. I mean, there's only really really six guys here. So uh, ETN is coming in at the highest owned at 28%. Then Saquon, 26. CMC, 26. Dalvin Cook at 23, which is pretty shocking. Eckler at 19. Kenneth Walker at 17. Joe Mixon at 17, which drops playoff. Ooh. Lenny down to 13. Pollard at 7, which is pretty That was wild. the one that stood out the most to me, was Pollard. So... Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, so um, I think Barkley is going to get all the carries, right? I mean, Barkley, yeah. I mean, Barkley is going to get all the carries. He's going to, he might get a 30, 35 plus touch game here. They know the path to winning is through him. Can Minnesota stop him? They're not, again, they give up a ton of yards. They're just really stingy in the red zone. So I think Saquon easily gets a 100 yard game here, but is he getting you those touchdowns that we need for an $8,000 player? Tough. I mean, the, the one thing that's good about Saquon is we know, like, they're going to ride him, you know, to the cows come home, passing, rushing. He is the guy of that offense, right? So my, I, I, I don't love ETN as much because we've seen games where he's just not really that involved. Like, if I'm paying that or that kind of ownership, like, I'm just going to play Saquon, right? Or for the same, a little bit more, you pay play Mixon. You can drop down ETN's, for playoff Lenny. I think ETN is just so attractive because he's 6,300. Like, if you saw ETN priced at 6,800 or 7K, we would not be seeing that ownership. Yeah. Man. So. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's weird. And, I mean, it is why so many people are just rushing to play McCaffrey and Eckler, right? Because they, they know what's going to happen with that situation. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's it's. I mean, the Singletary Cook thing has now become basically a dead split. Um, I would probably play James Cook just because you're saving, you know, almost a thousand dollars over that situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think playoff Lenny is a is a decent play. You know, once they get down around the goal line, he's still getting all the goal line work, um, and he could be there like. Second or third lead receiver. Yeah, I mean, and you could and you could make the case too that you know Jeff Wilson now that he's literally the only guy. Uh, I I couldn't you know maybe Salvin Ahmed is going to get some carries. I don't, but Jeff Wilson for sure is going to get some carries. They're going to throw him the ball. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm I'm probably not going to play much Jeff Wilson. I just whatever dude like if someone in miami beats me then so be it like that that thing's just off the rails um i i see the appeal but like pollard at 7.5 percent to me jumps out as like you a can't, yeah, you damn can't, sneaky play you can't ignore pollard coming in at seven percent ownership and you gotta be the contrarian on this and play some pollard and the late slate hammer on a Monday night at 7% ownership, like Pollard could easily be the guy that brings you the Millie. I, I do think playoff Lenny's in a pretty good spot here. I mean, that price point's so low. Um, 
I like Singletary, by the way. I know him and Cook split, but I'm also convinced that him and Cook have been splitting pretty much to make sure Singletary is healthy for these games. Um, I, I think Singletary is still their workhorse. Singletary, I think, still going to need a 20-plus carry game here. The only scary part is, is Josh Allen can steal some rushing touchdowns from you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the only scary part. But, God, I Singletary running the ball this season, it's been impressive. He's really goddamn good. He's a different player this year than he was last year. And I think they've been just saving the tread on the tires. It's very I think possible. it's time to turn him loose. So I really like Singletary this week. That's kind of my my shot. And if Josh Allen steals a couple touchdowns, hey, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. I don't I see I think this week you're safe in that because like I'm sorry, the Dolphins are just so terrible that like <laughs> and that's what I mean. Game. Singletary could just bust. And they both could like they, they all could. could. You, yep. you could I mean honestly, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world if you just played Cook and Singletary. Yeah, well, they could both go for a hundred. <laughs> here's a perfect example. I what was it two weeks ago when I went like all in on Josh Allen? Like they they killed it. But they had two special team scores and like so many like weird things happened because the team was so terrible they were playing. Like they didn't really hit value. They didn't get me there, you know. Um I like that Diggs is priced down a little bit, but yeah, man, like I, I could see both guys. I'll have exposure, especially on the Sunday slate to both on the big game on the big slate. Probably I mean, just check this out. I mean, hold on. This might this might get you guys going a little bit is week 17 oh, yeah. Rev the uh, engine a little singletary didn't have a carry because of obvious reasons and week 17 because of uh demar hamlin and then week 18 he had only seven carries because they didn't really need to play him hmm. dude singletary is ready to go this guy has fresh legs um, i think it's a nice hundreds, i don't know I, I like singletary a lot i, I see the story you're telling but like I, yeah i think it's a nice contrarian play i think especially too if you're gonna play um showdown for that game I think just jamming him and cook in there i think is a great option but i, yeah. I mean really i think that you know you just kind of have to go with your gut of who you're feeling uh this week it's not a big slate um you just gotta play the guy that you're most comfortable with but i think that you absolutely have to get some access to pollard at seven percent it's just way too low yes yes um and for me for instead of Singletary, my only thing is like, and this is just a pers- personal preference. I'm just gonna pay 200 bucks more and play Dobbins. I know the Ravens suck, but like he should get 20 plus touches here, like guaranteed, right? I mean, Dang. that's the Ravens' only shot. <laughs> yeah, but if he gets 20 touches in in 76 yards and no touchdowns, I know. like I get not doing very good. I hear it, but I mean Singletary, like again, could be 17 nothing in the first quarter, and Singletary has like four carries. So. I, I just know, like I just like I don't know. It's, I'm very unsure with this Buffalo game. It could be. I just really I like playing a running back. It could be know the team is at least going to score and get in the red zone. Like yeah, Baltimore it, might not score more than 13 points this week. That's totally my fair. That's my that's my concern as well, Joe. Let me ask you guys up top: uh, Are you like where do you sit between where? How do you rank McCaffrey, Eckler, Barkley? I think I think you have to rank Eckler the top. especially with no Mike Williams, because that game is going to be more competitive. Yeah. Um, With Christian McCaffrey, I mean, obviously, yeah, like he's a great play. You look at last week, the only problem is, is that now 
they they have Elijah Mitchell back. They have Jordan Mason. They, like they have guys that you know they can play. Right. He only had 17 points last week in a game that I think the the game tomorrow might go a lot the same way, right? And 17 points, 20 points for a guy that you have to pay 8,900 for isn't enough. Yeah, I mean, small slate like this, you're looking for 30, 100 plus, you know. 100%. 100%. Um, and we've seen, I mean, yes, McCaffrey has this upside too. And who knows the weather, what's going to happen. But we've seen Eckler get like legitimately like like 15 targets in games, like passing wise. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think I think he, I think um, he's going to get a lot more. I think Jacksonville doesn't do a great job of covering running backs. They got a pretty good no, pass rush. They got some playmakers in the secondary. But yeah. they can't really cover running backs. And um, Eckler didn't even play against them earlier in the year. He did. No, he did. He only had four carries for five yards, eight catches for 50 in week yeah. three. Um, then they got their ass kicked. I think the Chargers turned that around and completely just I'll tell you Eckler I'll, in this game. I've set all my lineups for tomorrow on just the Saturday slate alone. I'm 70% for both McCaffrey and Eckler. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fine. I mean, because could McCaffrey score 40? Yeah, absolutely. They both can. Yes. I'll have some lineups with both of them together. I'll have some lineups with one. And then I I think I have one with neither. And I'm just going to get super contrarian. So that's a a lightning ride. But I advise probably one. Good luck to everyone in the running backs this week. Uh, (laughs) Last guy I'm going to mention, I I will have quite a bit of Joe Mixon uh, on this slate. He's just he's just really cheap. Uh, he's going to be involved, especially if they get up on the Ravens. Like they could just run the ball if my my guy Tyler Huntley is not uh, not balling. Yeah, like your guy. Him. I forgot he was a guy. Hey, where's the boot, man? I know. I still got to break the boot out. I'm sorry. I'll break <laughs> it out next week. I'll pay what my. Own. I'll what pay else? it down. I'll pay it down. Relax. All right. Quarterbacks three boots now. Quarterbacks. <laughs> three. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that my, I mean, obviously Josh Allen, you know, I'm not, don't need to talk a whole bunch about Josh Allen. I think that Justin Herbert is, is one of my favorite plays on the slate. Um, can do what, you know, I personally like to do, which I think is a good thing to do, which is stacking a quarterback and a running back, uh, especially a quarterback that can move a little bit like Herbert. Uh, just because you are maximizing quite a bit of the touchdown equity, both passing and throwing the ball. Um, He is going to be, if we're talking 6,000 and above, which is our kind of our upper tier this week, uh, Herbert is going to be my preferred play uh, of this week. Okay. Um, I think my favorite play, it's Brock Purdy. And I think he gets a three-touchdown game this week. I think Seattle Seahawks are one of the worst tackling defenses in the NFL, and they got to go against Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. I think Brock Purdy – I think his air yards might only total like 50 this week, but his total yards goes over 300 this week. I think the Niners make Seahawks look like fools. And all Brock Purdy has to do is throw screens all day, and I think he's going to get us there. And at 5,300 – and no one's going to own them. They're scared of the weather. We already talked about that. The weather is irrelevant in this situation, in our opinion. Yeah. 
Seahawks defense is nothing good. They're nothing special. They've given up 35 points to teams that don't even barely even belong in the NFL this year. I, Brock Birdie obviously has a connection with Kittle. Ayuk is looking better than he has his whole career. I think the Niners are just firing in all cylinders, and all Purdy has to do is get them the ball, and they will nuke the slate for you. So I'm good with Purdy kind of as a one-off too because the scary part about the Niners is you don't know where the points are going to go. But if there's one person that's going to go to, it's Purdy. And at 5,300, shit, line me up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just so yeah. easy, right? I mean, he, he's not he's not a guy that has to get points and passing touchdowns from throwing the ball super far down the field. Yeah, you might have get 50 that, air yards this week. When you guys – when you have guys like Kittle – Debo and McCaffrey. I mean, it's just it's just that simple. It's really easy. Um, you know, I just you know again, if you get the line you get from him last week, that's that's really all you need at that price point. If he was more expensive, which I think he probably should be. Um, I mean, look I at this. He's gotten fifteen points, 22, 16, 17, 18, 20. He's close to 4X in every single game he plays, and he's 5,300. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why Geno Smith is more and is more expensive or Daniel Jones is more expensive than Brock Purdy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wild. And the so thing is the team doesn't have to, have to rely on Brock Purdy. No. He doesn't have to create plays on his own, which and, means he's not going to make risky plays. It dude, means he's he's going to complete five to eight balls alone to, like, McCaffrey for exactly. 50, 80 yards. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, And now that you've got another running back in Mitchell who, who can catch – he's not great at it, but he can catch the ball. You have Debo who's going to get the short yard. You know, the, the, the Yak bros are, are back in full effect right now. Ayuk is being used more as a downfield threat, which is a good thing, I think. Um, yeah. But I think that, you know, if this game does turn into just like a little bit of a shootout or if the Seahawks say, hey, look, um, we just saw Brock Purdy. We see what he can do. We're going to load the box and we're going to make Brock Purdy beat us in the rain. I mean, you, you take those two touchdowns and 200 yards and turn it into 320 yards and two touchdowns. Now you're in the mid twenties and now you're really cooking with a guy that has legit upside to get to maybe 30 points at 5,300, which is six X. Yep. So the really like 13 touchdowns in six games. Like he has a multi-touchdown game every single game. He has two touchdowns in every game and three in the last one. Like, at some point, you gotta say, no, this is what it is. Not it's well, not a fluke. This is what it is. And he's and he's. Sh- I mean, again, I know weather, but he shredded Seattle last time out too. Like, yeah, you know. So, I don't think that's the worst call at all. Um, I don't really want to go up at quarterback this week. All these quarterbacks that are up high, like I can see the games kind of getting out of hand. I mean, and I I'm like, not having to be in the game. I personally like Brady a ton. So that's where mm-hmm. I was going next. I, I, I like Mike This Evans. is where we are going to fight. But that's fine. You, you don't have to play Brady. It's okay. I'm not telling you to. I'm saying I like Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, he is their path to victory. This is going to be a high-scoring game. It, it just is, right? Like, both defenses are not very great. We just saw Brock, we saw Brock Purdy light up <laughs> the Buccaneers for 35 points. I mean, last week, Brady didn't have to do anything. But that 40-point game against Carolina, 
gives you a glimpse into what is possible in a shootout. 30 to 24, they win the game. That's much the path, same path to victory that I think if the Bucks are going to win, what they're going to have to do, right? So, yeah. you know, it's not for everybody. But again, at 5,800, I think that the path to Brady getting to 30 to 35 points is a lot easier. And I'm saving $1,100, let's say, from a Joe Burrow, right, who I don't think is going to even get close to – the 300 yard mark this year. I think this week, I think he's somewhere in the like two twenties to like two forty range. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking mid range, you know, 6,000 to, you know, I guess 5,600, we got a small mid range. Uh, It's going to be Brady for me, um, especially just because I'm sure the ownership is just not there. And he just showed you two weeks ago, what he can do against a team with a poor pass defense. And Dallas does not have a very good pass defense. I'm right there with you. Uh, Again, I I just think they're going to have to throw the ball. You know, that includes two playoff Lenny. Um, I don't know, man. Again, I know the offense hasn't looked great. The team hasn't looked great, but I don't know. I I feel like over 20 years I've learned. I just, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady at home. bet against Brady. (laughs) So, so, so Joe, if you're not going to play Brady, that's fine. I, I totally get why you wouldn't. Uh, who are you playing in that mid-range aside from Purdy? Do you have any interest or is it just, nah? I don't like it. I like Purdy. I think Daniel Jones is too highly owned for what it is, and I think that whole game goes through Saquon, not Daniel Jones. Geno think- Smith, I'm not no, doing it all. Um, I, I'm rooting for the Jaguars, so I'm going to have a heart play where I have some Jaguar stacks and some okay, T-ball stacks. that's fine. But I do think the Chargers, with getting Joey Bosa back, um, that that's a whew, that's, that's a, a whole different that. that's a whole different uh, defense he has to face this week. So I'm a little scared for T Law. I'm praying for him. I hope for him, and I will have a lineup just out of my heart. Um, don't like Brady because my narrative this week is Dallas does step up on defense. Micah Parsons kind of does a game takeover. Okay. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins in a playoff game. Um, Dak has just looked like shit. I mean, I'm having a hard time finding good narratives for most of these guys. Yeah, Dak is the Dak. The Dak play has been really poor. So, and the yeah, Bucks defense is solid, one. really yeah. solid. Agreed. So, right. Yeah. No, Brock Purdy's my favorite, and then if I'm going up, it's gonna it's Herbert or like Josh Allen. So if you th- if you think that the Bucks are gonna be up, like do you, I'm curious on your guys' thoughts on going back uh, on like uh, I, I don't want to go back to running back, but he just kind of jogged my mind on a note I have written in Rashad white. Do you guys have any interest in, in like if Lenny, fat, fat Lenny pulls a hamstring uh, or something? Well, I saw an interesting thing today where they lowered Rashad white's rushing prop by seven yards from 42 to 35 today because 99% of the bets are the, are, on the, on, the under. on the under, sorry. So they lowered his prop by seven yards, which is huge. Uh, so I don't think Vegas is very confident that he's even going to get the ball this week. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty crazy. That's, um, that's a lot, man. But again, we talk about it, right? Like this is – like Brady like literally doesn't care about this team beyond this year. He's gone. So, yes, like playoff Lenny's going to play almost every play probably. That's my guess, right? 
Like they're gonna run that run his ass into the ground. Well, and Brady knows the only way he can actually win ball games with this team is if they get a run game going. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But but to your point, point is you, you think Micah Parsons is gonna blast the slate in, in this so. game, then playoff Lenny becomes an amazing play because he might see eight to twelve targets out of the passing. Game. Not Brady's not no, gonna that's... take hits, right? Like he's gonna get the ball <laughs> out. So that's you know, like if you're gonna do it, like Lenny's he's just priced so low for a guy that you think's the bell cow, right? So. Yeah. No, yeah. And they, again, it's another player where they they save the tread of the tires. He's in his latter years. He's fat. You know, they want to wait for the playoffs to let him loose. And they could just absolutely let him loose this that week. That wasn't very I nice. I could see that. Well, it's the NFL we're talking about. All right. <laughs> we're done with quarterbacks and stacks. Let's move on to our hot, hot takes. takes. Oh, yes. Very excited for this. Vinny, get the music dialed up. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Maestro. And I'll go second. Vinny, you can. that shit. Let's try it. I just just guessed. Okay. This is. is, (laughs) Let's uh, just try this one. Let's see what we got here. This is extremely mid, as the kids say. Um, I don't know know what that means. Oh, <laughs> uh, it means it's not good. It's not bad. It's just like blah. Oh, like that. Means means exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, so my take for the week is going to be that not Christian McCaffrey, but Debo Samuel has three touchdowns for the Nymers and goes 30 plus points is what I'll say at $5,700. Wow. wow. Damn. I like it. Uh, Joe, do you have them queued up here? Bold. I do. Um, I've been kind of alluding to this hot take this entire podcast, but it's uh, the Cowboys defense just mashes the Bucks offense. And I don't think the Buccaneers score more than 10 points on Monday night. Wow. All right. Well, okay. makes sense why you didn't want to play Brady. Yeah, I, I mean, my, that's right where I'm at. <laughs> There's no change in my mind. Vinny, Damn. close us off here. Yeah, uh, I'm with you, Jim, on the call here. Uh, last time we saw him out, he put up a 51 burger. I think we see Mike Evans over 35 this week. I think Brady just goes YOLO mode, and I, I think he gets, right, we, he gets digs at least twice on a double move. Like for the okay, well we well we need to now we have to have a Brady bet. Okay. Well it's two we versus one here. Yeah, no, I know. So like we gotta don't, say like don't give me two boots next week. Well, if you had already drank one, then you'd be done. So Can wait, we real quick, we, you... we we got a comment from Josh here on the stream. Just as a quick little note here for you, Joe. Playoff wins by NFC quarterbacks this year. Brady has 35, everyone else combined has two. Well, that's all. Catch up sometime. Brady's not losing to these choke artists. The the counterpoint counterpoint to that is Brady has been playing football for literally half of his life, and he's, you know, almost 50. Guy was a starting quarterback in the moon landing. Like, unbelievable. I mean, that's not hyperbole. What's he he 46? What's he 46 years old? I think the challenger blew up the same fucking time that he won his first Super Bowl. 
Dude, it's freaking hilarious. Sorry if you hear that. My dog's hacking something up in the background. I don't know what's going on. He's <laughs> hacking on a bone. I don't know, man. I just think that it's got to end sometime. And I think Brady's reign is over, man. I don't know. This this looked really bad this year. Tom ain't over until Tom says he's over. That threw his life away to, to just destroy uh, Jerry Jones. <laughs> I think Jerry Jones, I mean, this could be it. This could be it. I mean, Tom, Brady, Tom could be any multiple that. family uh, family lineage. I think this is a true stat. Please tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the Cowboys have never beaten Tom Brady. That's correct. That's a that correct stat, right? I heard that this week. So, it, so I, I don't know. This like but this is like when you're at the roulette table and you see 14 reds hit in a row. What do you play? Do you play another red or do you go black? Right. That's where we're at right now. I think the Cowboys do it this week. I think Brady is done with the Bucks. He's done with Byron Leftwich and uh, Todd Bowles, the shitty-ass coach, and he's, he's done. He's just ready to get the hell out of there and go enjoy a vacation with all of his uh, new girlfriends that he can back on. Yeah. Okay, then. All right. That pretty much does it. I'm okay, playing son. way more uh, way more on DraftKings than I anticipated uh, three days ago. So let's hope for the best this weekend. Hell yes. Feel good. All right, guys. Good luck. Make sure you tweet us, JJ McIntosh, me, Levine29, DFS, Joey Levine, Red Zone DFS. Tweet us your winnings, questions. We will answer. 